Welcome to the Axiom Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Lonergan, and today I'm joined by my colleague, Cameron Earhart, as we discuss accountability from the perspective of developing a strong team. In Joey's book, Grow With Purpose, in Chapter 3, Effective Leadership in a Small Business, he talks about how great leaders are accountable. The idea that the boss is accountable to the people who report to him seems unconventional, but we need to go back to the start. What is your vision for the business? Most business owners think charisma is more important to leadership than accountability, but charisma in the absence of accountability is dangerous. The best leaders articulate a vision worthy of their team's best efforts and make themselves accountable to both the vision and the team. Cameron, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. I'm really excited to talk about this um, developing a strong team in the sense of using accountability for that. Yeah, I'm excited too. I think accountability is definitely one of those buzzwords that we hear often. A lot of clients who bring us on, uh, one of the first things they say to us is, we're bringing you on because we want our team to be more accountable. So I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah. So I'm going to ask Cameron some questions today, and we're just going to go back and forth and talk a little bit about Um, being accountable. What does accountability mean to us? What does it mean being consultants and helping our clients be accountable? And how do we teach accountability across different types of clients as well? So the first question I have for you today is the dictionary definition of accountability is the fact or condition of being accountable. What does accountability mean to you? Yeah, so well, let me let me answer that. And what does it mean to most business owners? So when they say uh, we want an accountable culture, we want our team to be more accountable. What do they typically mean by that? Usually means I want my team to start doing what they're supposed to do. Like they they have their job descriptions. I want them to start doing that. They have their quotas. I want them to start meeting it. I don't want to have to worry about what they're doing when I'm not at the office. I want them to be responsible. Um, I want them to to take ownership and treat their job the way I would like that. I think that's what a lot of business owners mean by accountability. uh, When they say that's what they're looking for is really this ownership that each of their team members are taking over their specific responsibilities within the company. Yeah, that is a really good thing to know. Um, So when we're talking about accountability, we have a couple different things that we like to do with our clients. We have an organization chart and an accountability chart. They look really similar and they kind of act pretty similar, but we definitely talk our clients through them as two separate things. Why do we use both? Yeah, so a typical organizational chart, which which uh, pretty much everyone in business is familiar with by this point, is just going to show you um, from a, a trickle down effect, uh, who who holds which role in the company, and so it's usually you uh, used to designate. Okay, this is who you report to um, to demonstrate that. And so, uh, org chart has been around for a while, and uh, it's pretty static. It's not really used uh, very much, other than to understand uh, where somebody else may sit in the org chart. And so, uh, we like to use accountability charts. This does come directly out of Gina Wickman's book Traction. And uh, accountability chart is different. Uh, so instead of asking the question, who do you report to? We prefer to ask the question, who's responsible for your success? So it kind of uh, flips it a little bit. But then on top of that, each person on the accountability chart has their top, we'll call it three to five areas of accountability that, hey, if none, 
nothing else, if you are accountable to these three to five areas, this business is going to run smoothly. So uh, it demonstrates that on the accountability chart. And there's some more that you can put into it. And it really, it adds some life to it. It makes it more dynamic than what a typical organizational chart uh, might look like. Yeah. So you said that when we're looking at an accountability chart, um, that we're looking at it so that we can see who is responsible for that person's success. So how are we going about in our meetings, in our day-to-day with these clients? How are we teaching them how to use that? Because I know going into businesses um, or even being a business owner myself, sometimes it's really hard to remember who's responsible for what, especially when you're the business owner or you're on a leadership team and you feel like you just have to do it all. So how are we going about kind of changing that mindset? Yeah, well, that's a good point. In early stages of businesses, you're typically going to be wearing multiple hats, especially in in startups. And so um, I I believe this comes from Emith Theory Revisited. Uh, You'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, he proposes okay, let's have a current organizational chart and put every single uh, position or every single box of accountability that that you plan on having on that chart and then fill in the names where they need to go. So if you're wearing seven different hats, your name would go in seven different boxes. And so that's your current organizational chart. But then also build out a future organizational chart. So what's your plan? Where do you want to get to? So 10 years from now, what is the ultimate hat that you want to be wearing? And so the the reason he says to do that, I believe Vern Hardish wrote that book. The reason uh, Vern says to do that is because uh, he he explains, hey, we need to understand what our vision is, where we're going. And then if we know where we're at and where we're going, we'll be able to put a plan together as far as determining, okay, what roles should you really be focused on? And what roles should you look at starting to delegate as you grow and, and bring people on who can handle them? So I think it's important from... From that regard of understanding like, okay, this this is the area of the business that this person is responsible for. And, and just like you said, in several businesses, that's, that's more than just one area. Um, so that having that in writing can be a huge help rather than like, oh, we'll just give it to Shannon. She does everything. It's like, well, no, that's not, that's not a great way to figure this out. Uh, and just to be clear, that's not what happens here. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be crying a little bit more often if that was the case. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I, and I do need to correct myself. E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber, not Vern Harnish. Both are incredible authors. So read anything of either of those two authors and, and you're doing good. I was going to say, I have read E-Myth. It's been a while since I've read that. But Vern Harnish, that didn't sound like the right author, but I uh, I could not remember. So good job lifting <laughs> yeah. yourself there. Um, all right. So that is how we're going to go about teaching this to our clients. Now, kind of a fun little twist on this um, and asking this question in the perspective of we're not throwing anybody under the bus, but what has been the most difficult part of teaching accountability to your clients? What are some roadblocks that you come up against that maybe we can share with our audience who might have leaders that they really need to start teaching how to be accountable and how to have that level of accountability and responsibility and all these things. Um, but what are some things that they might come up against, some roadblocks? I think the biggest issue, the biggest challenge that we see across the board is consistency. And so a lot of times when we start with a business and uh, the owner or the CEO, 
know, says, okay, we're ready to get accountable. What do we need to do? And, and as an example, you typically, one of the first things that we do is, well, we need to establish what are going to be your core values. What are going to be the standard for the attitude and behavior of this team moving forward? And so we'll work with the business owner, we'll establish those core values and we'll roll them out. And the business owner is excited about it. Typically they're, they're pretty bought in. And we tell them how to start using those values very practically, right? Because if we just put them up on the wall, they're not going to make any difference. And so we have to actually use them. And what the what we found the biggest challenge is for the first few weeks or maybe few months, the business owner does what they need to do. They hold people accountable to those values. They have difficult conversations uh, when they need to. They celebrate people uh, when people are living out those values, but they don't see an immediate impact. Right. In the first, you know, let's say four to eight weeks, they don't they don't see that that magic wand come in and change everything uh, the way they thought that it would. And so that's when you start to see the consistency fade away and they stop encouraging people as much as they were. They stop holding people accountable to to the values the way they were. And uh, and they end up sliding right back to where they were before. Now they just have these these values in place. And so our challenge to every business owner that we work with is we have to be consistent. Do not slide back. If you slide back, then you could potentially be in a worse place than you were before. So consistency is absolutely key. I was listening to this uh, Simon Sinek video this morning that uh, Devin actually shared on his LinkedIn. And it was really good. And, and Simon was saying how... And when you start working out, if you go to the gym and then you come home and you look in the mirror and you're like, I don't see any, I don't see any changes here. Nothing's different. I still look the same. And you did that for the first week. You're like, man, no, this isn't working. I'm not looking any different. And so then you just stop going. You're never going to see the actual result, the actual impact of your hard work in the gym. And so uh, just like working out, accountability takes time and it takes consistency and you're not going to see the fruit of it for a while. And so being willing to put in that hard work for a delayed gratification can be really tough for a lot of business owners. Yeah, I think that that delayed gratification is such a problem, especially now. I feel like maybe 10 years ago in corporations and small business, it was a little bit easier. But in this day and age where everything is just top of the screen, touch of a finger, you can click here and everything happens for you. Um, when the culture isn't just like a magic button that can just be pressed, it is so much more difficult to say, I really want to lean into this. And I think that that's where that section that I read at the beginning of this podcast from Joey's book really comes into play is charisma and the absence of accountability is dangerous because we see business owners so often replacing accountability for their personality for that charisma and it's just never going to replace accountability yeah yeah no you're, you're absolutely right and so business owners who who get that who understand that and and are willing to put in the hard work are, are willing to not see the result of it for a while are the ones who ultimately end up creating the best and most accountable cultures. Yeah. Yes. We love to see them too. All yeah. right. So after all of those things, what are some tips? Um, I'd love to have like three tips that you have for creating a culture of accountability that we can um, come out of this podcast with for our listeners. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say number one, and this is directed at the business owner, is have the mindset or the mentality of it starts with me. Um, so, so you don't want to have the reverse of that of like, oh, I just need to change my team. If I could just get my team more accountable and be able to figure this out. Instead, start with the mindset of it starts with me. I need to figure out how I can start being more accountable. And so a great way to to think about that is who whose success are you responsible for? And are you doing everything you need to do to make them successful? Are you giving them everything they need? Are you asking them, right? So it starts with you, starts with me, however you want to word that. Have that mindset. That is um, absolutely essential. And then number two, I would say take your value seriously. This is uh, something we were talking about earlier. We, we probably mention it every podcast, every seminar we do is take your core values seriously. And so once you have your core values in place and you have definitions and they've been rolled out to the team, use them. You have to actually use them. And this, again, this is where consistency uh, comes in place. Hold people accountable to them by celebrating people when they live them out and then having difficult conversations when they break them. Um, so that's number two. And then number three, I would say is implement one-on-one. So, so you need to be having, as a leader, you need to have monthly one-on-ones. And again, consistency comes into play here. Uh, you have to have them every single month with the people whose um, success you're responsible for. You should be meeting with them once a month at least and, and sitting down with them and asking them simple questions like, how are you doing? And what do you need from me over the next 30 days? Making sure that you're doing everything in your power and your ability for them to be successful. And, and so I think if, if you start with those three things, the mindset of it starts with me, you take your values seriously and you implement one-on-ones and you combine all that and throw some consistency in there, keep the consistency for, uh, for a long period of time, I guarantee you, you will see a change in your culture. You will see more accountability on your team. Um, but I, th I think those are probably the three most important. Those are great, Cameron. Thanks so much for um, coming onto the podcast today and sharing your thoughts about accountability with us. I really appreciate it. And I know that our listeners do as well. Yeah, thank you. Enjoyed it. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into the, this week's podcast. Please be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, share with your peers and follow us on social media.